Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Authentication, Validation, and Management Toolkit for those AP vendor maintenance teams that still have a mostly manual process and need fraud prevention at each critical step of the vendor maintenance process. Go to DebraRRichardson.com to see the authentication techniques, internal controls, best practices, and what template forms, vendor communications, and desktop procedures are included. Stay tuned. Based on my experience as an AP manager for both medium and large size companies, I know firsthand that creating and updating vendor maintenance desktop procedures can be very tedious. So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about the benefits, which can include an increased adoption of fraud prevention processes that do outweigh the tedious and any drawbacks from completing and updating the process docs. So stick around to the end for that, as well as I will let you know how you can get your very own new vendor ad desktop procedure template to get you and your team started. Welcome to episode 38. Get your vendor setup and maintenance desktop procedures in order. Okay, so we're talking about process docs. And just to give you a bit of background, in my past as an AP manager, I've had oversight, you know, depending on the position, of from 15 to 130 plus, so over 130 desktop procedures at one time. Now, that is very tedious to keep track of, and there have been situations where I've gone into a position and there have been no desktop procedures and we had to create them, and then I've been in positions where the process docs existed already and we were responsible for keeping those uh, desktop procedures updated. Today, we're going to talk about how to create or update your vendor maintenance processes. And I'm gonna give you some tips and some things to include. And then at the end, I'm going to let you know how you can get your new vendor at desktop procedure template to get you started. So don't forget to stick around for that. So let's just go ahead and get started with create or update your vendor maintenance processes. And rather than getting technical with the difference between documenting processes, which are really work instructions, versus documenting the inputs and how they convert into outputs, which are really procedures, we are going to define AP vendor maintenance desktop procedures 
for this blog as documenting the steps necessary to review requests and forms for vendor ads and changes as well as completing tasks for the maintenance of the vendor master file based on the accounting system or ERP. But no matter how you define it, the real question is, are your vendor maintenance team's processes documented? Do they include review processes and other tasks done outside of the accounting system or ERP? And by that, I mean, do you have process docs beyond the help information or the help file or the instructions from your accounting system or ERP? And if they're documented, so if you answered yes to that question that they are documented, the next question is, are they up to date? Now, wherever you fall in that spectrum, just know that you are not alone. So here are some tips to create or update your desktop procedures for your vendor maintenance processes. So I have a total of 11 tips here. So let's get started with number one. So your first one should really be your first step, and that is to plan how many desktop procedures you actually need. Now, you can create the desktop procedures based on function and or your accounting system or ERP or any other criteria that fits your company and or your industry. Now, in general, what I recommend is that for each accounting system or ERP, you create at least five desktop procedures. You want a new vendor ad. You want a new vendor ad for foreign or non-US vendor. You want an existing vendor change and an existing vendor change for foreign or non-US vendors. And then you also want a vendor master file review. Now what that's going to give you is a set of process documents by ERP, because you know there are separate instructions, keystrokes, requirements for each different ERP. And if you're out there and you've used PeopleSoft and SAP and NetSuite and Intact all at once, you know what I mean. So you have a set for each different accounting system and by having the new vendor add, existing vendor change, and that vendor master file review for inactivations, you have covered your vendor onboarding, vendor update, and your vendor inactivation process. So you've gone full circle. Onboard, update, and inactivate when you're no longer doing business with them. So the second one is for those of you that have third-party validation sites, and I'm sure most of us do because you're either validating the tax ID and legal name using the IRS free e-services or 10check.com, or maybe you're a government and you're reviewing or validating your vendors against the SAM exclusion list. And so my recommendation to keep the number of desktop procedures to a minimum is to embed those steps, those validation steps, right into the desktop procedures. Now, you're gonna say that that makes the desktop procedures very long, and I'm going to say, yes, it does. 
But number three is include a table of content with links. So when you have these long documents, that table of contents with hot links will serve as a way to jump around the document to get to where they need to go. And I'm sorry, I did say hot links and that's because I am taping this right before the 4th of July and I am anticipating that I will have some hot links. So just ignore that, but don't ignore adding links so that your team doesn't have to scroll or hit the find. They can just go into the table of contents, identify what's included, click on where they want to be, and they will get there with minimal effort. Okay, number four. So number four is you want to include a process map. And this process map will show your entire process covered in the desktop procedure from start and that means receiving the documents to end and that means updating it in the accounting system or ERP. Now don't stress too much over creating that perfect process map. Um, if you don't have Visio or any other flowchart software, you can do that in PowerPoint and PowerPoint has um, shapes and they have smart art and either one of those can assist you with creating or your team member with creating a process map and just make sure you include all of the steps. So if there's approvals that need to be had, if there's reviews that need to be done, if it needs to go over to the tax department, for example, for a foreign vendor, make sure you include all of that in the process map. And ideally it'll be one page. So you can have one page in the desktop procedure that is dedicated to showing the entire process for a new vendor ad, the entire process for an existing vendor change or the entire process for a vendor maintenance data review. Number five, make sure you include the security roles and any other access or licenses required to perform the job. So if your vendor maintenance team members need access to a specific role or object, thanks SAP, in your accounting system or ERP, identify that. Um, if they need access to a vendor maintenance folder on the share drive where you may be saving the documents if you're not able to attach them in your ERP, add that there. Do they need a software license to access a tool or a website sign-in uh, credentials to perform vendor validations, add those there. That desktop procedure can now become your one-stop shop for new team member onboarding in your vendor maintenance team. So number six, include a section for email authentication. And this means that your first step in your desktop procedure for creating a new vendor or uh, updating an existing vendor should be to validate the source of the documents. And in most cases, that's an email. And you wanna make sure that your team members know how to spot a phishing email, you want to make sure that they know the signs to look for. And so in the template that I have for you for desktop procedures for a new vendor ad, I actually included a reference that I have on my site and actually got it from knowbefore.com. But you can use any reference that you like. So number seven, assign to a team member to create 
and review for changes. Now, depending on your company size, assign one or more team members to be responsible to not only create, but also update as changes occur and at predetermined times throughout the year, and that could be monthly or quarterly. And one thing that I really appreciated when I started at a company, there were no process docs prior to my starting, but my predecessor had the forethought to not only assign a team member to create the process docs, but also assign an additional team member to take that newly created process doc and follow it, which resulted in much better process docs. And by the time it got to management for review, they were ready to go. And by the time I got there, the process docs were completed and they were correct. Number eight, include a section for how to review required documents. So you want to make sure that you include a screenshot of each of the required documents and explain in full each part of the document, what the team member should be looking for, what eliminates the document and requires you to go back to the vendor or to the internal team member. So just make sure that your vendor maintenance team member knows what to look for to ensure that the required documents are accepted only when valid. Number nine is to make sure that you adequately document the processes. Now, you may think that this may be a step that doesn't need to be said, but it really does. Include every step of the process, again, with screenshots, and you can redact any sensitive information as you need of the accounting system, the ERP, any website that you use for validations or additional tools that you use because you'd be surprised what feels like does not need to be explained by someone that's been in their position for many years actually does need to be explained to those that are just now starting in vendor maintenance. And you and I know that vendor maintenance can be complex. So skipping over something that one person may think everybody knows is just not, it's not something that's recommended. No matter how tedious they think it may be, make sure that they include all steps in the process. For example, you don't want to start with a screenshot of the vendor record. You actually want to start with how you get to the vendor record. So for example, if you're in SAP, you want to make sure to include the T codes that you're using. Keeping in mind that, you know, not only people that uh, are currently in your vendor maintenance team will be reviewing, but also new people that have onboarded that will not have those um, T-codes set as favorites. So just make sure those desktop procedures can be followed by not only existing team members, but also new team members. So number 10 is to require management approval. Now, Management needs to approve to ensure that not only are they familiar with any changes that are being made to the current process, but 
Also, that they have taken into consideration any downstream effects, related compliance changes that the team member may not have thought of. And they need to do that before the process is put into place, or they need to make sure that they can take some compensating actions if it's already too late to revert the change. So in this case, I'm thinking of, you know, when IT has made a change that is probably great for the whole company, but yes, it does require a change to your process. And so you need to look at that and make sure that you understand what that change is and put uh, compensating controls or actions or tasks into place if it's already too late and it's going to affect current processes. Okay, so number 11, the last one, is to include a version control section. You wanna document what changes were made, the date that they were made, who made them, and then also what manager approved and the date. All right, so that was a lot, that was 11. If you actually wanna see those 11 in print, make sure you go over to my website, deborahrrichardson.com, and you can see the related blog post. I will also put a link to the blog post in the show notes. Okay, and now for that bonus content, which is not included in the blog post, but I wanted to tell you four ways that creating or updating your desktop procedures can assist with protecting your vendor master file from fraud. So the first way is that now that you have documented and up-to-date desktop procedures, you can have internal or external audits take place. Did you add a new authentication technique? Hope so. Ensure that the team is following by performing periodic audits. And you can do that now that you have a documented process. Number two, new team members have documentation for onboarding or training. So if no one's available to train new team members, they have a resource. It's also a very good reference for them to use to make sure that they're following the required authentication, validation, and management processes that you put into place to protect the vendor master file from fraud. And that's not a bad idea for existing team members either, just saying or even for you for a quick reference, because we can't remember everything. There's a lot of steps and there's a lot to take into consideration in the vendor setup and maintenance process. Okay, number three, team members can be cross-trained and or rotated. So do you have multiple accounting system or ERPs? Documenting processes by accounting system or ERP ensures that cross-trained team members will always have a resource when they must unexpectedly cover. Also, it's a good reference to follow when it's time to rotate your team members as part of your internal controls or best practices. Now, the last one, number four, is preparation for automation. Now that you have documented your processes with new or updated pristine desktop procedures, do you see an opportunity to automate manual processes using RPA? How about a vendor portal? Any automation project starts with and requires documentation of your current processes. So you are there. 
So that was a lot of information. Again, I will put a link to the blog post with the 11 tips for desktop procedures in the show notes. And also, if you would like to get a copy of a desktop procedure for new vendor ads, a template, make sure you go on over to my website in the blog post and I will have a link there that you can use to subscribe to my weekly newsletter and with that you can download your very own desktop procedure template to get you or your team started. Now if you need help documenting your processes please reach out to me at Deborah at DebraRRichardson.com and I can certainly help you document your processes. If you use the Munis accounting system, you are in luck because I have already updated desktop procedures that incorporate my authentication, validation, and management process into the vendor setup and maintenance steps for the Munis system. And again, I will put a link to that in the show notes. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 38th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.